So since I, you know, kind of got up and around late, um, mm. and I don't want to be mush mouth, uh, mm. if you'll permit me, if we can take a, a minute or two here, sure. I do have some vocal warm ups that I'd like to do, uh, just to, uh, just kind of help, um, prevent things like this where I'm yeah. stumbling around. I don't know what to say. So, <laughs> okay. uh, let me just, just one second to, uh, to run through this. Assess the asses. Assess the asses. Potato Messiah. Potato, pos- whoa, potato Messiah. Lemony Snicket loves liposuction. Lemony Snicket loves liposuction. Stephen Fisher juggles oxen. Stephen Fisher juggles oxen. Okay, I think I'm ready to go. Oh, wow. Do you do that usually, like, before the show, just not on air? Every time. Wow. 100%. It's not something I just made up for this record. <laughs> Wouldn't do that. Absolutely not. That was, no. uh, man, guys, I, I feel like I got a little peek in, into the, the psyche of Brent and uh, his yeah. preparation for the podcast. That was interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, I, whenever I get up before the podcast, I usually do one cartwheel. Mm-hmm. And um, I usually fall. And mm-hmm. that teaches me uh, about humility. And then well, I know, <laughs> and then I can get on the show, you know? Well, I've told you, you need to start using your hands and you'll have better, oh. better luck. But you insist on doing a ninja style, no handed yeah. cartwheel. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not good at them, but they're the uh-huh. cooler looking version. But yeah. I, I can, I can give the hands a shot, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But that, that lesson though is really what I'm going for. And <laughs> I get it every time. <laughs> And that's why every time we record, your head is profusely bleeding. <laughs> yeah, I try to get, like, the bump is, like, permanent. I mean, like, I hit the same spot generally, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, that, you know, the doctor says stop doing it, but it's like, I have a what show do, to run. What do they know, you know? <laughs> exactly. What do they do, practice medicine? Exactly. See, get out of here. I guess they went to school for a few years. Whatever, I get it. Hey, <laughs> like we've school. all gone to school for a few years, Yeah. You know? You like to read. We get it. Come on. <laughs> WebMD came out, and I don't need doctors anymore. <laughs> I was just picturing in my mind doctors like going to medical school or, you know, people going to medical school to become doctors mm-hmm. or nurses. Um, there's still like a recess, like 30 minutes or hour, and there's some time where they've uh-huh. got like a jungle gym they all go play on, but they're, they're wearing like scrubs and lab coats and shit. <laughs> Do they actually have like blood and guts on them? Uh, yeah, like probably. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure there's some type of like medical obstacle course oh, they can man. run as part of it, you know, because it's it's not just fun. It's also like a learning activity because mm-hmm. you're going to get faced with all kinds of weird um, situations out there in the medical mm. field. So, you know. Ooh, they play in the medical field. Yeah. That's, oh, there you go. Wow. Nailed it. <laughs> you know, there's the uh, the barefoot races where they put needles randomly sticking up and it's like you hope you don't get a bad one. Uh, but if you do, you got to try to figure it out. Wait, what, what kind of Christmases do you celebrate in your family? <laughs> what are you talking about? Christmases? Yeah, what are you talking about, these these barefoot runs? Yeah, that, that the, on the recess, that's what they do. They do a, a barefoot run. Oh, okay. And okay. They try. <laughs> I thought this was a thing that really existed. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? No, they do, uh, they do a barefoot run at, at recess on the medical okay. field, and they try to avoid... Uh, the needle sticking up that they got, and it's like, oh man, I hope I don't get a bad one. Oh, okay. See, I had I had not heard that about the mm-hmm. medical uh, recess field. <laughs> yeah, uh, and that's it's uh, new. Why? It, that's why I said what I said. 
and uh, was not intending to shit on, you know, if you had a, a joke you're setting up. It's not like there was a, a premise set up and I was immediately lost. Listen, it Wait, happens. What are you talking about? You know? I took it like very seriously. <laughs> Steven, you shouldn't do it. Wait, these what? Runs. You're going to get, you're going to catch something. Like you, your wife is a runner. You wouldn't recommend her going. Yeah. Well, I mean. Oh, wow. She, you know. She has calluses on her feet. Yeah. You know, I'm sure after a certain point. There you go. It'll be fine. Yeah. So you, you were upset that I was going to be a part of this. But you're well, yeah, I, you know, you and I are not regular runners. You oh, know? that's true. Yeah. So, you're, so yeah. We, we, yeah, we don't have the. Yeah. Yeah. Like if, if that makes you, sense. It's almost like if a, a horse was running over those needles, you know, mm-hmm. they've got they've got hooves. It's not totally really going to do much of anything, you know. Yeah. So. OK. So your wife is like a horse. And, yeah, and we are delicate ponies, right? <laughs> and uh, the the other thing she has in common with a with a horse is that uh, horses are banned from the show, and so is she. Oh man, burn! Yeah. Does she does she know or care yet? No, she, yeah, no, no clue. Amanda, Amanda has no clue either. So yeah. it'll be interesting someday <laughs> when we when they ask to be on, we're like, oh no, you you can't. Oh yeah, 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 yeah
Um, no, so this is going to, the Avengers series is going to tie in with the Thor series in ah. evidently four months, and uh, it's going to um, come into this um, event series mm-hmm. called War of the Realms. Um, and we've read some event series in um, previous episodes of the podcast. We've read Civil War, we've read mm. Age of Ultron. Okay. So it's kind of like a, uh, a Marvel Universe spanning series that's going to um, dovetail into the Avengers and the ongoing Thor series and have all of the eight realms like battle it out, I guess. I'm not Damn. exactly sure what the full um, story will be because mm-hmm. it's not out yet. But um, yeah, so that's that's kind of what that the header leads up to. Okay. And I know this is probably the first time you would have seen anything like that on a well, yeah. regular monthly issue. Yeah, It's another first for me. That's fun. I, uh-huh. I, I read that actually whenever I was, I didn't see it at first. I read the book and then I was going back to the beginning and I saw it up there. And I, I was wondering if it was going to be related. I didn't know if they had kind of headers like that for other books, like as an advertisement, but it seemed like mm-hmm. it'd be tied in that it's like, hey, look forward to this. So I was going to yeah. ask you and there you go. It certainly is. There we are. We're, we're counting down. Oh, man. Exciting. The top one song of 2019. Oh. And here it is. New Kids on the Block. Yeah. <laughs> they're back. Damn it. They're back. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the issue itself. Um, and I do want to go over the creative team. So, again, written by Jason Aaron with art or line art by Ed McGinnis and Corey Smith. And uh, inks slash finishes with Mark Morales, Scott Hanna, and Carl Kessel. Color art by Eric. You know what? Earlier this week, I said, I'm going to pr- try to pronounce <laughs> or practice pronouncing this name. Potato Messiah. Uh, Eric Arsenega uh, as, is the color artist and uh, the returning letterer, uh, Corey Pettit. Um, Eric is a new addition to this um, series. Um, okay. Previously, it was David Curiel, but um, I couldn't really tell the difference. Like, the the color palette is mm-hmm. kind of generally the same and uh, does a good job. So, uh, yeah. welcome addition to uh, to the series here. Yeah, right on. Um, so, on the very first page, and we don't have to go page by page or whatever, but mm-hmm. I do want to point out that uh, we have a, a kick-ass shot of mm-hmm. Agent Coulson with a gun talking to somebody off off screen here. Uh a lot. There's a lot, a lot to read on, mm-hmm. on this particular page, but um, he's back and he's talking about how he used to be a big fan of superheroes and everything, but eventually he was killed by Deadpool in the comics, and uh, now he's uh, he's over it. Yep. Um, I love that Coulson was in here, and I do hear. I don't know the guy's the actual actor's name, but I hear his voice whenever I read through these. So all mm-hmm. the dialogue, I was like, "That's fine. It's just that dude, and it's Coulson, and he's in the comics now, and I'm down with that." So. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's good. Yeah, I know. I can't. Uh, I'm going blank. My mm-hmm. my way to uh, to jump in when you said you couldn't think of his name, I was going to be like Phil Coulson. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait, Nailed no, it. That's, that's just his first name. <laughs> that's exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> there we go. I fixed it. I fixed it. Um, no, this, this issue is kind of... Um, almost like little vignettes of different characters interacting and whatnot. Um, Coulson talking to somebody off screen is, is one of those. We also have a brief one with Captain Marvel and Robbie Reyes mm-hmm. uh, where she's looking at his car and looks under the engine and there's an engine, but there's also like tentacles and shit. Yep. So it's like a hentai scene come to life. <laughs> um, and uh, she's talking to him about you need to really like study you know, the information we've given you if you're going to be part of the mm-hmm. Avengers because we've got a 
whole host of like crazy fucking villains that we have to do battle with and you kind of need to know who you're um, facing whenever you get out there in the field to mm-hmm. do so, which is um, like as a comic reader, like if I open a comic and <laughs> Spider-Man is fighting the Scorpion or whatever, like they've interacted before so they know who it is, but mm. there's some like really like deep cut villains that if you're going up against were this real life mm-hmm. you'd be like wait what are their powers what are, what's oh yeah their, what's their deal you'd have to like figure it out while fighting them that'd be tough yeah so yeah study up yeah you never expect <laughs> or you that could just like or you could ask them and be like <laughs> yeah. I, I am an officer of the law uh you have to tell me your powers well can you don't leave any out i need to know everything you could do <laughs> yeah. so you're called the kangaroo huh so all okay. all you do is hop is that all is that okay all right do you have a, what's well, in your pouch you have a gun in your pouch. You got to tell me. <laughs> um, we also have a series of scenes that are kind of interspersed throughout the issue of um, Thor and Jennifer Walters, who is She-Hulk, but mm-hmm. she's depowered in, in these scenes here. Um, they're in the Savage Land. Um, did you ever watch the '90s X-Men cartoon? Yeah, but I don't really remember that a whole lot. I feel like I knew okay. of it. But yeah. yeah, I can't like picture it or anything from that show. I think it was like season two or maybe season three of that that animated series where they go to the Savage Land and it's this place in Antarctica. I think it's below the ice even, mm. um, where there's like this whole like living prehistoric world, mm-hmm. and that's where dinosaurs still exist. That's where uh, Kazar and his wife mm. uh, Shauna live, and they have a, a saber toothed tiger as mm-hmm. a pet. Um, and there was something that, awesome. that we read, I thought, that they went to, like maybe a special issue of something, that they went to the Savage Land. It was Land. Uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah. Okay, yeah, they yeah. go to the Savage Land as a, as a retreat. Because you said that guy's name, and I was like, yeah, I remember that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, so there they're... you go. We wrote a little bit about it. <laughs> yeah. Tying things together. Comics reader right here. <laughs> um, so this is Thor's way to, uh, I guess, take... Jennifer slash She-Hulk out on a date. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know what you'll love <laughs> is seeing some dinosaurs fight. I mean, and it's pretty badass. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I want to go out on a yeah. date with Thor. This is fucking awesome. This is exactly what I want. <laughs> and it's funny, too, because he calls the dinosaurs battle dragons, uh-huh. which is just it's just everything. Amazing, Top, I know. Uh, this is the number one issue, but like... <laughs> Top 10 issue of 2019. This came out in late 2018. Mm-hmm. That's how important Battle Dragons <laughs> is. You know. Whenever I saw this, like I turned the page and they showed up, I was like, oh, fucking, Brit is going to be so excited. And then when they <laughs> called them Battle Dragons, I was like, oh, my God. It's so good. I almost, I almost held a press conference for this oh, yeah. issue where I was like, uh, I just want you to know, I had no idea Dinosaurs was going to be in this issue of Avengers. Uh, we are going to discuss it on the podcast, and uh, I will be elated. <laughs> you had like a, a picture of them, like on a giant T-shirt around you, like it was like blowing up those those battle dragons. You were like already like fully wearing everything, all the merchandise. You're so excited. Yeah, yeah. the The thing that I like that um, artists still do, even though we know the science is not quite this, is the quote-unquote battle dragons we see is there's a t-rex fighting a triceratops here mm-hmm. and uh they're drawn just as lizards there's no feathers even though we mm-hmm. know they they have feathers now uh which is kind of the way i prefer it mm-hmm. because the more information we find out about actual dinosaurs <laughs> the less cool they look <laughs> <laughs> which is the sad thing <laughs> i know absolutely it, yeah it just doesn't seem as menacing to have like giant birds chase you even yeah. though they're as deadly as we always thought they were 
Like they're yeah. still dinosaurs, but Absolutely, like Absolutely, yeah. And, and and they're giant birds, you know. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. we know how like uh twitchy birds can be and whatnot. I'm not saying they're not scary, but if it's just like giant lizard, uh-huh. I mean they just kinda look cooler, you know? Yeah. With lizard skin instead of they do. instead of feathers. But I don't mind a, a few feathers peppered in there mm-hmm. a little bit, but you know, not not full on. Maybe these dinosaurs are actually feathered, but they're wearing suits. Maybe it's a lizard suit that they're wearing, like a Godzilla suit, because they wanted they didn't like oh. the look of it either. Maybe their culture, <laughs> they started doing that, you know? Are you saying these dinosaurs are living with shame? <laughs> Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the truest statement that's ever been uttered on this podcast. <laughs> Now, on the, the Thor and uh, uh, She-Hulk pages, or kind of how their story shakes out throughout the issue, is um, uh, Jennifer is like, well, what is this? Are you are you trying to date me, or are you trying to date She-Hulk? And Thor is essentially like, it's kind of one and the same, mm-hmm. or whatever, to me. Um, one goes with the other, and um, eventually, you know, uh, after... Jennifer gets pissed off and starts to walk off and everything. They uh, reconcile, and there's a, a six-panel grid. On the final panel of this page, we see Thor's head, and uh, <laughs> we can see the Hulk's <laughs> Hulk's hand, like gen- gently, like stroking <laughs> his face. <laughs> and uh, and she says, "Thor, stop talking now." And the next page is uh, uh, Hulk and I'm sorry, she Hulk and Thor uh, making out with dinosaurs in the background yeah and uh it's incredible uh just just <laughs> when i yes when i saw, <laughs> just yes when <laughs> i saw that picture with the dinosaurs in the background i was like man i was at brent's wedding i i know that he wishes he had a picture of him kissing his bride in front of dinosaurs that would be <laughs> just epic that just that's just beautiful i've actually printed out this page and i'm replacing the the she hulk and Thor. With like in all of my framed photos of my wedding, mm. I'm just like putting that over it. Every, and sometimes yeah. it's weird because it's like <laughs> in the middle of the 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 photo, and the you know the legs are cut off mm-hmm. of the the characters, but it's just like you know what, go with it. Yeah, don't even worry That's about it. it. There's dinosaurs in the background. Why are you looking at people's legs? <laughs> That's the only wedding photos I kind of want to see now are mm-hmm. in front of dinosaurs, so fighting in the background. Yeah, it's just yeah. love. Yeah, it's that's all love. it is. Mm-hmm. You know. We've all been there. That's right. We've all made out with Hulk. <laughs> it is a very touching scene, though, whenever uh, Thor finally is able to speak his uh, his mind and say, like, hey, sometimes I'm not that great at dating, but th- I really like both of you. Like, I like you for you or whatever, and it's very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I was thinking about this during it, though. Uh, this is my first ongoing story. I don't know how many, like, love stories are in these books generally, mm-hmm. but to me this is kind of like a an interesting one. I would never have, I, I, She-Hulk is new to me in general, but I would never mm-hmm. have thought like, uh, Thor would, uh, be on the cover of the issue, like kissing She-Hulk mm-hmm. and everything. It's like, yeah. it took me by surprise a little bit for a yeah. comic book. So. Mm-hmm. And if the, the cover wasn't cropped at the top of it by the mm-hmm. war of the realms thing, mm-hmm. the banner, um, if they could go down just a little bit, yep. you'd see, Full on penetration. I think we it's safe to say <laughs> we'd see that. I'm pretty sure of it. I yeah. Think, yeah. Like Disney is Disney, but they're pretty liberal at letting Marvel do what they do and uh-huh. just putting full on 
penetration on the cover of a comic starring two pop culture icons. Yeah. Guess. Yeah, they're, they're fine with it. I mean, it's 2019. It's a new world. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it's beautiful, really, to see mm-hmm. the Hulk, the, the She-Hulk penetrate Thor. Yeah. It is beautiful. I mean, like, they still have to run these cover <laughs> ideas by, you know, the head honcho at Disney. Mm-hmm. But he was just like, I guess. So. Wow. I mean, Mouse was good with it. <laughs> I imagine him like a little chair at the, at the end of the table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at the, uh, the conference room. Looking all uh, menacing, but that's how he speaks. But he's actually like a dick now. Like over the years, it's like changed. Yeah, he's like a ruthless asshole. But he's like, <laughs> but he sounds like that. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever runs Disney, they have to speak in the Mickey Mouse voice. Yep, that's just required. Yeah, they currently voice Mickey Mouse in uh, you know the preschool like CGI cartoons and everything mm-hmm. it's just it comes with the role that'd be interesting yeah that's like you have yeah. dual jobs if you take the ceo yeah. job you have to like voice the cartoon and you have to like know what he sounds like that's yeah disney put it in his will right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he who uh, he or she whoever uh, runs this company shall always speak like mickey to like fuck it i want to <laughs> run disney it's fucking the top of the world right now well see that's <laughs> the good thing about mickey's voice right is because it's so like high-pitched that mm-hmm. either gender there you go you know it can go either way so you know it's 2019 it was let a lady get in there yeah it was progressive at the time and it's it's only yeah. really more so mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely so let's jump over to the uh, one of the other storylines which is the um the avengers mountain mm-hmm. gathering in the eden room with black panther and some other um international heroes mm-hmm. that are here and um, essentially, <laughs> T'Challa is uh, holding a, a banquet for these these characters to kind of get them all on the same page, so that's like a, a superhero United Nations mm. of sorts. Um, since the Avengers are no longer a an Amer- American specific um, organization, um, and uh, he's the the new acting uh, head mm. of the Avengers, um, the U.S. is getting pissy about it so he's gathering support from other nations and whatnot and of course he's using uh tony stark's armor as uh butlers to <laughs> yeah. serve people to and whatnot, so uh which i thought was pretty fun um and uh I, I bring this up because i want to talk about the the characters in this uh and specifically the character sunfire mm-hmm. have you ever seen this character before no but he intrigued me okay so he's also kind of a dick um, okay mm-hmm he has this weird mask. He's, he's wearing a suit in this. He doesn't typically, he has like a superhero costume. Okay. But he is a, a bit of an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, and he works for um, Japan, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's his, his home country. Um, but he has kind of a, a, a mask that's like, like part Wolverine, but also part uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, yeah. But it's red, you know? I was getting like and, a, a luchador type of, type of yeah, vibe. Yeah, mm-hmm. part that. Yeah. yeah, so it's really the mask itself <laughs> yeah. has influences from all over the place. Oh, yeah. Um, but he was actually one of the, uh, he was an X-Men character from mm. back in the day when like Wolverine and Storm and Colossus and Nightcrawler all joined the team. He was one of them. And then eventually he was just like, uh, just kind of a shitty asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I do like seeing him show up every once in a while because I just like his design is just so mm-hmm. ridiculous. I don't think they could ever like do this in the movies and have <laughs> yeah. it like work properly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I like that character a lot. Um, and then there are some other characters, uh, the, the guy with the blonde hair and the, um, mm-hmm. 
uh, kind of the, the Van Dyke style uh, mustache and, and goatee there. Um, that's Captain Britain, mm-hmm. um, which I wouldn't be surprised if they eventually get to that character in the uh, the films. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, we've got another couple of characters who I didn't really know right mm-hmm. off the bat. Okay. Um, Sabra and Arabian Night, but yeah, evidently it's uh, one is Muslim, one is Jewish, and uh, they make a, a reference to it later. But the the big character that shows up in this mm. that we don't see in the initial establishing shot because he's obscured yep. is, of course, Ursa Major, who's at the end of the, the table here. The drunken bear. He's drunken bear. <laughs> <laughs> he's essentially binging food now mm-hmm. uh, to kind of help uh, maintain his uh, his drunken rage. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, just the idea that they would invite him to the table, um, I guess that just shows how um, noble... T'Challa is as mm-hmm. a as a leader. He's willing to give everyone a seat. Yep, they're willing to have it, but <laughs> he's just he can't can't maintain. Um, but there is some dialogue here that uh, just really set set me on fire when I saw okay. it in a good way. Oh yeah. So uh, Ursa Major is talking to uh, T'Challa, and they're talking about um, Captain America, and he's got his own shit going on uh, that's reflected in his his own series, but. Um, T'Challa, or to T'Challa, well, that's a weird thing to say. Uh, <laughs> Ursa Major says, Well, allow me to say, Your Highness, on behalf of the entire Winter Guard and all the good people of Mother Russia, kiss my furry ass. Ooh. You like that? Great. It's my favorite panel yeah. of the whole <laughs> <laughs> um, But, uh, yeah, at a, at a certain point, the, the bear gets up and charges at uh, T'Challa, and then is teleported away. So kind of, uh, ends with him not being part of the, the group, but yeah. <laughs> sounds like everybody else is going to, uh, to maintain their, their status. This, uh, this real world episode dinner got out of hand when the bear uh-huh. charged her across the table and they got teleported out of there. Uh, yeah. it's this new season. 2019 is crazy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like seeing them at the, at that long table and there's just a fucking bear sitting at the end of it, like in a chair, like kind of leaning back, like it's about to break. Uh, but yeah, he, he invited him to the table like everybody else, man. He's a equal yeah. opportunity. Uh, and then I like that scene. It's cool. The way they showed him like teleporting away and T'Challa just kind of sitting there just at his chair, just be like, fuck this guy. Yeah. He's, he's not going to hurt me or whatever. Um, no, but, uh, little, yeah, it was interesting to see some of these new characters and stuff. Um, I'm, I'm curious about Captain Britain. Uh, they made that Brexit joke. I liked that. And then, uh, <laughs> don't ask me about it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the luchador guy intrigued me because he just has that suit on and then that mask and that, uh, the rest of them are all like all suited up or whatever. And, uh, yeah. you don't see that very often, but it's like such a, like an, I don't know, like a very, um, different kind of mask, like you said. So it's like really stands out. And then he has a, a normal suit on though, you know, so it's just interesting, but Mm-hmm. I was curious about him as well. He was the one that stood out to me that I was like, I don't know who this guy is, but I want to know more about him, especially because I don't really know anything about any like um, any of the, the Asian countries, like any of their superheroes. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen much from that in these books and stuff. So I was like, oh, oh sure. yeah, of course, like Japan has a superhero or multiple ones. Mm-hmm. That really intrigued me. So, yeah. Um, and speaking of which, um, jumping back to the Coulson thing, there's mm-hmm. a, a, a full page splash here where he's seen burning one of his Captain America cards, again, just because he's so over dealing with all of their bullshit. But he does um, sing the praises of 
the Squadron uh, Supreme of America that's going on. So it's, again, essentially the Justice League of the Marvel Universe. Um, And at a certain point, um, whoever Coulson is relaying all this information to, um, he just shoots them. He Mm -hmm. kills them, and uh, there's a a series of um, sound effects here on page 20 uh, down at the bottom where it's just like four vertical black columns, and then there's white text for the the different um, like sounds that, that come across. So I don't know if he's just shooting him. It sounds like, according to the sound effects here, that he's like beating the shit out of them. So he's like really getting savage on it. Mm-hmm. But um, the the final page is uh, Coulson standing over somebody with his gun smoking, uh, not a cigarette, just you know from being fired. Um, there's they have a strict no smoking policy at Marvel. <laughs> So it's good. Know. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he's standing over a, a dead body. There's a bullet wound in the chest, but we can't see who it is. There's no face on it. Um, so we're not exactly sure who it is. So maybe in the next issue, we'll, we'll find that out, but it's a hell of a way to, to end the issue. Yeah. And he just says, God bless America. I was like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? This guy's crazy. Yeah. yeah I can't I figure him like, out yet. I wonder if the like temp dialogue there was like, Make America Great Again or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> Let me fuck Puts off. on a hat. The red hat. <laughs> no. Colson, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is uh, Avengers yeah. issue eleven. Um, number twelve is already out at the time of this recording. Um, so maybe we'll uh, get into that next issue. Mm-hmm. Does it work for you? We'll get into that next or next issue. next episode. <laughs> yeah, maybe next issue of our. <laughs> no, have, have we not? You know, I don't think we've ever mentioned every time we do a podcast, mm. we convert it into a comic and then release it. So it's very we should, complicated. We should really tell people about that. We've been doing that for a long time and it never gets sold. Yeah, for 78 issues yeah. now. Yeah. So, wow. It's no wonder big. they don't sell. Some of those issues, like, you know, we recorded for three hours. They're very long issues. It's, yeah. it's like a big book. It's worth the price. It's only $2. Yeah, yeah. It's worth it, guys. <laughs> Uh, but as a, a tease for the next issue, I will say that, I guess, from a preview that I saw of it, mm. uh, there is a conversation had between Black Panther and Gorilla Man. That's right. He's back. Yes. Of course. I know. I was excited to see some of these people come back, uh, these characters mm-hmm. and stuff we've seen, but uh, like Gorilla Man wasn't in there um, yet. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. excited to see him back. So Same. Same. Yeah. I like this issue. Uh, it was good. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I'm uh, looking forward to uh, to the next one. Yeah. All right. So should we... Uh-oh. Did I freeze again? No. Is that where you... Oh, no, okay. you get... <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, well, I don't know how to uh, transition out of that one now. Uh, well, we don't have much on the script. Um, are we just going to do some pop culture catch-up now? Yeah. Just go yeah. into it. Uh, do you want to start? I didn't, I didn't have a whole lot of stuff I actually watched this time, so... Okay. kind of curious what you got. Yeah, so one thing I wanted to mention that I didn't get to last time was Sorry to Bother You. That is oh, now yeah. streaming on Hulu. Uh-huh. And it has, oh boy. <laughs> it Lakeith has oh boy. Stansfield. That's uh-huh. who it is. That's okay. who it is. Uh, I was ramping all the way up to it, and it had it in my brain, and then it just <laughs> vanished. Uh, but Lakeith Stanfield, yeah, he right is uh, one of the three principal, or one of the four principal actors okay. on Atlanta. And he was in um, a number of things, really. Mm. Uh, but uh, sorry to bother you. Uh, like I said, is streaming on Hulu. I had 
just kind of like the most vague sense of what the the story would be, mm-hmm. which is somebody who works at a call center figures out how to level up in his company and things change rapidly for him and, and get like way out of hand. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the basis yeah. of it. Cool. I watched this movie and I was I could not believe how bonkers this fucking thing oh, was. Yeah? But like in a good way. I uh-huh. fucking love this movie. I hear it's great. Um, holy shit, man. It is um the I can't remember who directed it, but like they did such a good job uh-huh. of uh oh wait, uh Boots Riley? Is that right? Okay. I think that's right. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I just made up a thing. <laughs> but I, I think that that's uh, what it was. I, I probably should have uh, written this down. But, um, yeah, it's um, it's very, like, kind of real, but also, like, in a very absurdist way. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, the dialogue and um, a lot of the characters feel real. They're just in this absurd kind of world that they live in. And this is one of these movies that if watching the first five minutes of this, you can tell me you know how this movie will end, you're a goddamn liar because yeah. there's no fucking way <laughs> you would have awesome. any idea it would end the way it was. Um, and I went back and I watched the, the trailer after, mm-hmm. after uh, watching the movie, and I had seen the trailer once before, but I, I totally forgot about it. It had been such a long time since I'd seen it. And um, I would recommend just, like, going in without seeing it mm-hmm. and just go off the information I'm giving you now and watch it um, because there's uh, some people that show up in this that I was, like, surprised by, even though they're they're in the trailer. Uh-huh. But um, I just think it's a, a, a cool reveal. Um, but, man, I can't recommend this movie highly enough. Oh, awesome. Now, look, look. <laughs> the ending is super bonkers. Um Fair enough. And you just have to keep that in mind. It's not... It's it's out there, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, much the like the X-Files is. tried to tell us. That's, what, that's, what, that's, what, that's what it was based on. Um, but yeah, highly recommended. Cool. Uh, sorry to bother you on Hulu. Go check it out. And uh, yeah, enjoy. I had heard a lot about that, and I think I watched a trailer a while ago, but I had also forgotten. So uh, I mm-hmm. will I'll take that advice and just watch it now, because... Uh, your your opinion, and then just hearing about how good it is in general. I already, I already wanted to watch it, so. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, there's a bunch of people even on the poster um, that are listed on there, so that kind of spoiled that for me. But uh, mm-hmm. but I'll I'll like just kind of going into it, and it is a Boots Riley uh, directed okay. movie, so cool. yeah. directorial debut. Yeah, I know. I, after I watched the movie, I was like, I want to see what else this guy has, yeah. <laughs> and then it was like nothing. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> oh, okay. <All> right. <laughs> Hopefully he's maybe like a, a new Jordan Peele type of route, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like all this shit's going to come out all at once from Jordan Peele uh, pretty soon. And we'll have like lots of avenues to watch more things of Boots yeah. Riley as well. That'd be cool. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, it's awesome. I'll check that out. I saw that um, actually I was flipping through last night to try to find something to watch and that came up on Hulu and I was like, I added it to my queue because uh, yeah. I heard good things about it. So i uh, really happy to hear that you watched it. So I, I think that you could dig it. Uh-huh. Um I don't know that Amanda would like it, yeah. but I would like for her to like walk by as you were watching it, uh, especially towards the end, to be like, "What are you watching?" Excellent! I love those movies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how many you have. Uh, the one I pretty much uh, had was was the show you that you recommended that I watched finally, but I had it's a, a Soldier Boy's favorite TV show. Yep. <laughs> you. You. <laughs> Uh, I did that joke to Brandy and it was just like crickets. 
that was like a song we used to listen to a lot at like parties yeah. and stuff. But, yeah. Like, yeah, all the time came on. So, uh, but yeah, so that's that's the one I had. But uh, it's I, I I would like to kind of have a little bit of a conversation at length about it if you don't mind. Uh, yeah. Now that we've both seen it, so uh, I'll, I'll say some non-spoilery things at first uh, about it. Uh, basically, I I liked it a whole lot, just like you. Uh, oh, okay, good. Uh, Amanda actually surprised me. She she dug it from the beginning, but um, she's like really like middle of the road. She's like not sure how she feels about it at the end of it. Yeah, uh, that's kind of how Brandy okay, is. Okay, interesting. Uh, again, this is why they're banned from the show. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, get uh, on board or get out. <laughs> They, uh, they, yeah, they're they're off on it because uh, it was it was great to me, man. I thought it was great, right? Yeah. So, it, it, how how quickly did did you take to it? Like like I said, yeah. I was about fifteen twenty minutes into it, and I was like, oh man, I'm I'm digging this. I would say that, yeah. Like the first episode for sure, I thought was really mm-hmm. killer. Uh, opening up, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was it really grabbed my attention right away, and it grabbed Mantis too. And I think that we did it a good way because you know. Um, we like to binge stuff so fast, and this was available to binge. It's only 10 episodes, but I've been doing so much with uh, schoolwork lately that I was like, I literally only have time for like one episode a night. And so for the first like five episodes, we just watched one episode and let it like kind of trail, you know, that way. And so it wasn't quite like, you know, spreading it out over weeks or whatever, but it was mm-hmm. kind of nice. And then by the time I got to Friday, we were like, hey, let's just like finish it out. So it was kind of like a ramped up thing, which was nice. Like we kind yeah, of that's pretty much what we did. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I thought it was a mm-hmm. really good way to watch this show in particular yeah. um, because the show kind of ramps up that way as well. Mm-hmm. So we kind of let it like slowly get there and then like crescendo on Friday night. And uh, but yeah, so overall, I really liked it. And uh, and so that's my kind of non spoiler thing. But spoiler territory. Um, yes. Loved the, uh, this is more still, it might, might not be spoilerish, but loved the acting. Um, the, the main girl, I can't remember her name, um, something, Lael. Beck? Yeah, but, oh, but oh, Beck, yeah. yeah. The, the actress, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I thought uh, she was Phil great. Coulson. Phil, Phil, Phil Coulson. <laughs> Phil, okay, thank you. Um, he, he, she was great. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought Penn Badgley uh, was creepy as fuck and really good uh, mm-hmm. at his role. Um, so that, that was really good. The cinematography, I thought was really pretty good um pretty dark yeah. and cool um mm-hmm. in particular that shot whenever he saves her from the train and they like both kind of fall back together and the train whizzes by and their hair is like blowing everywhere and it's like a romantic comedy and stuff it yeah. was it was really like beautiful how that was shot it was really cool um and that's one of my main things the uh the tone going from like m- murder creep creepy stuff to like rom-com was yeah. really fascinating to me i thought it was great right? Yeah, um, it really worked well. It really worked, yeah. It's like they, they really understood both genres mm-hmm. and were able to, like, properly merge them together. Like, yeah. I think if, like, I, I don't know this, this um, the writer or the, you know, the director or the showrunner or anything like that, but I think if, you know, any other group of people, if, like, in an alternate universe, if this mm-hmm. was tried, it was it would not be put mm, together sure. as well. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be as fluid, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, it was just like a, a perfect storm of creative minds that came together and, and made this. I know, it really works. Uh, I'm intrigued by the books. I imagine stories like this a lot of times. I like the TV version pretty much and not the books, but uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm intrigued by the story overall, and, uh, and that could mm-hmm. be good. Um, but yeah, I kind of feel that it was the perfect storm of people that came together to make it as good as it was because it could have been like so cheesy 
And mm-hmm. I really think it wasn't like it's still, I haven't read much about it, but like you talked about, it started on Lifetime and then moved to Netflix, um, yeah. you know, or whatever. And it, it, it feels like we were saying that like everybody's stepping up their game. All the shows are better, but um, the show really didn't, it could have been so cheesy and instead it was so creepy and well done. And, uh, and yeah, so kudos to the people that actually like, yeah, put the effort in to make it something amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I really dug it. The, uh, the only thing I, I thought was cheesy and I didn't like for some reason is the, the logo. It like starts off like white or silver or whatever <laughs> and like blood kind of spills over and takes it over. Yeah. That always like actually like turned me off a little bit of it. Like it, it was a little too cheesy for it yeah. for what it actually yeah. ended up being personally. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I dug it. Um, the ending I'm going back and forth on. Yeah, that's that's the only okay. thing is like right at the very very end because um, again we're in spoilers yeah. here. Um, the the fact that uh, that Beck was was killed off mm-hmm. like at because you don't see it yeah. on screen. It's just kind of like he, you know, grabs her from behind mm-hmm. and takes her back down the stairs, and then um, next thing we know, she's just she's gone. Yeah, and it's just, that little kid had come to see her at the door. And she yeah. was like screaming to get out. That that creeped me the fuck out. That kid didn't yeah. say anything or do anything. Paco. Uh, Paco. <laughs> but I thought it was cool. Um, I didn't know how it was gonna be until the end. And you and then he's uh, you know he kills her and like blames the therapist and everything. Um, I didn't expect all that. I guess. And then when it happened, I was like, oh yeah, this is definitely like his story. Like like you were saying, it's kind of like a Dexter to bookstore type thing. Like. It's he's the killer, but you do kind of root for him, and he's mm-hmm. creepy, but you still kind of root for him. And yeah. at the end of the day, though, it wasn't Beck's story; it was his story, and yeah. and yeah. that's how it played out. And it's it's fucked up, but it's like, oh man, that kind of is maybe a better ending. Um, mm-hmm. In particular, what I would, what I'm not sure that I like, and it, it would have to depend on like a second season is. I like that he finishes out the story with Beck, and then he sees that girl come into his shop. And it's the voiceover of him talking about her and following her around the store, just like he did with Beck in the beginning of the series. And I was like, oh, I'm on board. If this just starts right fucking over with a new girl, that'd be so mm-hmm. fucked up. And yeah. then maybe they can explore that. And then it ended up being his old ex-girlfriend, um, who we thought was dead or you know we weren't sure about. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure where that will, like how that will play out. And I'm not sure that mm-hmm. I'm, I just wanted it to be like our new random girl. And it kind of just yeah. like he finally talked to her, like he just like he did with Beck, and it was just like mm-hmm. his face and like smiling, and he went to credits. I would have been like, yeah, but yeah. It, when it ended up being that, it felt like oh, twist, da 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 da, and that felt a little yeah. cheesy to me. So I'm not sure yeah. about it. It's uh, she comes back into his life, and he, um, it seems like that disarms him yeah. in some way, which I could see, but it's just like a weird, weird. I, it feels like there should be an episode follow up. Yeah. Away, you know. Yeah, yeah, so exactly. Like a, and I understand the the point of a cliffhanger. No. Uh, you know, Sylvester Stallone was in a movie called it. Uh, so I get it. That movie doesn't end. We still don't know what happens. It's truly the never ending story. They're they're competing <laughs> for longest ongoing movie. Such a cliffhanger. Oh God, it's just gonna keep going. Um, why won't some of these people die finally? But. Um, but yeah, so it, yeah, I, I thought that was a weird way to to punctuate it. Um, mm. it it's almost like it, we should have just seen like her her um, her legs or whatever. Like it shouldn't have panned up to to see her face. Yeah. But I mean, I would have inferred, oh, that's probably the ex girlfriend or yeah. whatever. So I don't know. Maybe 
we'll, we'll see how <laughs> season two goes, like you said. Yeah, you, you kind of have to know where they take it. Um, my, my thing to Amanda, I hadn't, like, it seems like obviously they're going to explore that, um, you know, his ex-girlfriend's back in town and she's alive and, like, mm-hmm. what does this all mean or whatever. Um, I... I saw it a different way. Like whenever it was just going to be a random girl at first, uh, that I, that's mm-hmm. what I was hoping, and it would start over. I was like, man, and you could play with all the roles now. You could do see we we've seen what he's like, how he dates, quote unquote, how he stalks these girls and stuff. Uh, I was like, I could totally see it being like, hey, he just got out of that relationship with Beck. Everything went to shit. He ended up having to kill her. Bad relationships, you know. Hashtag. Yeah. Uh, and. <laughs> And so maybe this time he finds this new girl and he's like, I'm going to try it differently. Like he's going to not stalk her. He's going to try to normally date mm-hmm. her. But I was like, it, you could still play with the same stuff. Like he doesn't trust her friends or he wants to drive a wedge between them. So maybe he starts the stalking stuff up a little bit with her friends at first and starts getting rid of them and like actually killing them. And then eventually doesn't trust his girlfriend and he builds it back up. Mm-hmm. But he starts off kind of like Spider-Man 2, like putting his, <laughs> putting his suit down and saying, I'm, I'm done yeah. with this life. It didn't work out yeah. these other times. Maybe he's like struggling with it in the next season. That's like oh, an avenue. I was like, that'd be cool. And then now that it's like and his he, ex-girlfriend, I'm not sure. So yeah, and he does fight Doctor Octopus on a train. <laughs> yeah, like I wanted to basically. They're see. in New York. It's They're it's gonna York. happen. Like <laughs> it's like I read a statistic. It's like one out of every eight people fights Doctor Octopus oh, on wow. a train in in New York. That's New so York. It's, you know, okay. First of all, build that wall, right? Okay, we're all on the same page. Second of all. Let's get let's get rid of Doctor Octopus. I think lock him up. Is, lock him up. <laughs> is he an immigrant? No. Well, I, kind of. We're all immigrants, you there know. There you go. See. Yeah. Unless you're Native American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah. So I would recommend uh, you, just like you did. Um, I thought mm-hmm. it was really fun and dark and twisted, and the uh, acting and plot and all that stuff were better than I would have thought at first glance about that show. So I'm glad that you had mentioned it um, so that I would watch it. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to see where they go with the story, though. Can can we talk about how fucked up he gets in, um, like, toward the middle of the season? Like, mm-hmm. where um, his neighbor's boyfriend, the mm-hmm. uh, parole officer, he beats the shit out of... I can't, I can't even think of that guy's name now. The main guy? Uh, yeah. What is his name? <laughs> uh... Did we watch the show? <laughs> Her name's Beck, and yeah. his name is... <laughs> what the fuck? Oh. Oh. Phil Coulson. Oh, so there you go. He, he, he beats the shit out of uh, the, the, main, the main guy, uh-huh. uh, the main you. And, Joe uh, Goldberg. Like he, Joe. Yeah, Joe. That's what it is. Yeah. Um, he beats the shit out of him, and he is just, like, clearly fucked up. Uh-huh. Like, this is the most fucked up I've ever seen. Uh, a the lead character on a series and it like goes on for episodes oh, yeah. and he's like trying to heal from it. <laughs> but when he tracks back down um, in the, wherever they go, like some like, some like uppity town in mm-hmm. like upstate New York or something yeah, like, like that. Yeah, in the, in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he's like <laughs> trying to creep through that house. Oh that, my God. Uh, Shay Mitchell and, uh, and, 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 and Beck are in. Yeah. And uh, he like ends up passing out on the floor and whatnot. Oh my god! He pees in a jar and sets it up on a shelf. <laughs> yeah. And then and then you're like, well, wait, they just they're I guess they're not gonna come back to the pee in a jar, but I think that's something that mm-hmm. they kind of lightly touch upon later. And I'm thinking that it might come back in season two, especially with that private investigator. Yeah. Uh, that we see. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was insane. When he, uh, cause he, he gets beaten up and then he gets in, I think on the way, that's when he gets in the car wreck with that tree yes. or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. and the cop stops him and, and he gets away from that. Like he, it's so, um, it makes you anxious to watch the whole show because he's yeah. so careless. He just does things out of passion. Um, and like when he's like hurting people and stuff, he kind of does it and then thinks about like, Oh, I now need to deal with this. Not like Dexter, like you were saying, like plans it all out so meticulously. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and so it's so like unnerving and, uh, anxiety ridden to watch him. And then that scene, like he's trying to stitch up his own wound and he just falls us like he passes out with it, just needles sticking out of his head. <laughs> yeah. It's so gross. And then he's just like fucking asleep on the floor. Like, yeah, uh, that whole scene is so nerve wracking because he's out of it and he's just walking around the house and they're everywhere around him and he just doesn't get caught. But it's oh, mm-hmm. it was awful. I like to imagine how some of these actors got cast. First of all, Shay Mitchell, you're you're in. Yeah, <laughs> just, I'd say sight unseen, but uh-huh. sight very much seen. Yeah, you're you're in your <laughs> uh, um, Second of all, for um, uh, Lael, uh, the, mm-hmm. who plays Beck, I, I can't think of her first name, but the actress who plays Beck, I imagine there Elizabeth was a ba- Lael. Elizabeth Beck. Yeah, uh, uh, Lael. Uh, she was. Uh, they had her come in and they had her like pretend to type, and they were <laughs> just like, "Let's see some emotion." Uh-huh. And there's a lot of it in, I believe it's the last episode where she's like, she's trapped in that that mm-hmm. cube and she's like at the typewriter and just like typing up the thing and you hear her voice over and everything. I really liked her acting in that scene, even though she was just like typing. Mm-hmm. It seemed like very emotive and um, like there was a, um, there's a, yeah, just a lot of emotion in it. And um, it really helped like sell that moment because really it's just a character just like, yeah pushing buttons on a, on a thing. Um, so I like to imagine that that's how she got cast. I mean, she's mm-hmm. a, a fine actress, but like also <laughs> like, this she, one thing. she can do like, yeah, she's like really good at like emotional typing. Now for Pin Badgley, they were like, let's see you pretend to jack off. <laughs> that happens in the first episode. Yeah. That happens right and away. Again, and again, where he finds that, that picture of, like, Beck in a bikini. Uh-huh. And I think, like, by that point, he's already, like, had sex with her. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So it's just, like, this seems like a, a step backwards. Yeah. But, all right. <laughs> Dude, when he, he, like, whips it out on the doorstep of the apartment building across from Beck's, and that old yeah. lady comes out, and he's just like, let me help you with your walker. I was like, yeah. he is a gentleman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what I was trying to say oh on the God. last episode where I was telling you about how, like, it's, like, on the surface level, it's, like, Dexter-ish uh-huh. that this guy is a, a killer and he has a secret, but he tries to function out in the open. Mm-hmm. Um, but he he does have, like, a range of emotions. Like, he yeah. does believe in love. He does um, try to be, in general, a good guy, um, like, helping that lady uh, with his uh, crank off hand. Yeah. And then... Um, <laughs> Also helping Paco, uh, yeah. who was one of my, my that was one of my favorite storylines uh-huh. with um, the neighbor and, and that whole situation. Um, and then Paco kind of becomes his protege in a way. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's why uh, Beck didn't survive. Uh, he, he didn't let her out of the cage. But um, yeah, I mean, like, it's just a, a there's a, a lot of gray area to mm-hmm. that character, uh, which I really, I really liked. Yeah, it's um, super creepy and very well done. I mm-hmm. I, I liked the storyline so much with Paco, and I didn't know where that was going to go. 
and I, I liked how it finally went. Um, I thought he was going to be more of like a mentor and kind of like Paco was going to find out about the stuff or he was going to like show him more things and kind of get him under his wing um, even more. Like I didn't think Paco was going to leave at the end. I thought he was like going to stick mm-hmm. around and maybe the the, ex, the, the boyfriend or whatever was going to be dead, you know, the, the parole officer boyfriend. Um, but then like, I guess in a different way, um, and that the kid would stick around and everything. Um, but it's, I wondered if they were going to tie that into how, uh, Penn Badgley's character, Joe was raised sort of by the book, bookshop owner. We touched a little bit about that and we see him like he's had a stroke or whatever. But I was like, I think there's more to it. Like I got thinking that that guy used to murder people down there Mm -hmm. and we didn't overtly see that yet. We just saw him like be really weird about how he, like would lock Joe in the cage and everything. Um, So I thought it was going to be like, he was kind of taught how to stop people or murder people. And then he was going to teach the little kid. Um, But I still think there's more story they might develop with, like we might see more of that backstory of how uh, he was locked in those rooms and stuff and why he is the way he is. So Mm -hmm. I'm still intrigued by that as well. So I'm definitely down for a season two and to see where they go with it. And, uh, but yeah, everybody involved uh, from that little kid all the way up, man, really, really solid. Yeah, um, and I'll, I'll be honest, there's a, a part towards the end of the last episode of, of this first season where I thought Beck was going to come over to Joe's side and they were going oh, to be yeah. like a, a duo and mm-hmm. just start like taking people out. But then I was like, wow, that really seems like a stretch for her character. Mm-hmm. And then sure enough, uh, it was because she <laughs> she knocked his ass out and, uh, and, and tried to get away. Yeah. But um, I, I do like that. Joe was then able to get out of the cage because he, he was like, yeah, a long time ago I figured out, <laughs> yeah. just have a second key. Just have a second yeah. key hidden in there somewhere. Uh, that's funny too because that means there was a key hidden in there that entire time with everybody he put yeah. in there. Like that guy that died early on. Like there was always a way out. Yeah, you know? yeah I know. Interesting. So, um, so yeah, I, I dug it and, and the twists and turns of the story were really thought, like well thought out, I thought. So, uh, so yeah. yeah, two thumbs, man. Awesome. What, j- Two thumbs, humble brag. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I didn't. I uh, to our one or zero thumbed listeners. Um, mm-hmm. I take that back. We have a lot of animals that listen to the show, and they don't have thumbs. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's why we have to go out of our way to open doors for them. Okay, we're gentlemen. Unless they're velociraptors, and then they can do it. Yeah, they can do it themselves. Yep. they have the skills and dexterity. <laughs> So what else you got, Brent? Well, um, you know, I've got some other stuff, but we can always bring that up on a, a later episode. I, I really just wanted to mention, mm, uh, okay. sorry for bothering you, and then uh, I know you had some thoughts on you, yeah. so um, yeah, I think that we can uh, probably just call it here. All right, that sounds good to me, man. Um, well, if you would like to send us a, sh- a show, suggestion, question, comment, uh, what's our new thing, Brent? Not a dog picture, but a... Uh... Uh, a selfie of you listening to the podcast. Uh-huh. However, yeah. you want to uh, do that. If you need to borrow someone's friend, like a stranger, listen to it, put, up, put our show on there, take a selfie with your phone, you can do headphones, uh, whatever complicated way you want to try that out. Mirrors always work. Mirrors mm-hmm. probably a good one. I um, have thought about that before. Uh, but yeah, any of those. Uh, if you want to send us a pop culture combat contender or anything else, please send it to our email at letstalkaboutstuffpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at LTASpod. You can find me on Letterboxd and Twitter at StephenFisher22. And you can find Brent on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbard. Hooray! Brent, do you have anything else today? I don't think so. Man, we are keeping Tim. these. Uh? <laughs>
We are keeping these short and sweet lately, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and we appreciate your time listening to all of our three-hour episodes. But uh, right now, this works better for us, too. So uh, yeah. hope you enjoy the lighter format, and uh, we'll delve into some deeper stuff later on, I'm sure. So thanks for yeah. listening, and until next time, I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Let's talk later. It was Clark Gregg. That's his name. <laughs> That's right. So, the sync word will be Battle Dragons. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Battle Dragons on three. One, two, three. Battle, Battle Dragons. Dragons. Excellent. The, that might be a contender for best sync word of 2019. I think, I think yeah, nothing's going to beat that from, right. from here on out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you are frozen right now. Oh. And then again, Battle Dragons on three. One, two, three. Battle, Battle Dragons. Dragons. Excellent. Love it. I'm going to name my child Battle Dragons. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't even want one. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you froze. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> it was right when you said, unless you're Native American, and it just, <laughs> you stared me down, and I was like, I'm not. <laughs> it's just the internet's way of, like, making my point for me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I say we try to roll with it this time. Okay. We'll All see right. how it goes, so. Yeah. Like Fred Durst once said, keep rolling, rolling, rolling.